Good afternoon and welcome to another episode of How Betty Davis Saved My Life. Life Lessons from Classic Hollywood. I'm Moya. And I'm Georgia. And we are so excited to be with you today. <clears throat> Excuse me. On this last day of winter. That's what you told me earlier, right, Georgia? Officially? That's right. And where we our part of the country of the good old US of A. We're we're in the Southwest, I guess, in, in Texas, and that means nothing to us, right? Because it could be. I think a cold front is coming again. No, 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 no. We had one last week, and but it, but like it didn't even last the whole day or something like that. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing about Texas weather. Right. But you know, I, this is probably one of the best times to be in Texas because the weather is mild and yeah, it does get kind of rainy at times, but you know, we got our gorgeous blue bonnets that just carpet the fields and meadows with that gorgeous purple blue color. Right. So, yeah. And yeah, I, yeah this is a pretty time. For those of you who don't know, just search Texas blue bonnets and you'll see like a kajillion pictures where people go, um, I forget, where is that where they take the pictures with the with the flowers, the blue bonnets? Where is that? I forgot. Do you know? You mean, where where did they take the pictures? Yeah, like there's or a place what, 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 where the blue bonnets bloom and people go take the pictures, right? All those pictures. Oh, yeah. Well, um, pretty much uh, the hill country is the That's it. biggest area to, to see them is yeah. in the hill country. That's where you'll find most of them. Right. That's that's the um area I couldn't think of. So yeah, you'll see like a kajillion pictures and it's people just go out there as free pictures, free backdrops, and they it just beautiful, beautiful pictures. You can just take your phone or nice camera you have, and I mean, so that's any people you'll see them. So the Texas Blue Bonnet pictures, search them. If you ever in Texas around this time in the in the hill country, go there if you want to just awesome pictures of nature. I have some azaleas uh, that finally bloomed, uh, George, and everybody. I don't have a green thumb, but I appreciate flowers. Don't ask me what the name of the azaleas. I, so it took about a year, <coughs> excuse me, a little less than a year to, to bloom. They're pink. I should have take a picture and maybe post them on our, uh, we're on Facebook at How Betty Davis Saved My Life at that name and maybe post them on there. They're these pink fly and I and it I thought they would never bloom. So I see but but my flower beds still don't look like a botanical garden. because so, the all the flowers bloom at different times, Georgia. So I think they're I got a mix of annuals, perennials. I have those what's those roses? Um they call them Oh, I can't knock out. I got knockout roses, and I didn't. I didn't know that roses grew. They will cover your house if you're not careful, and I didn't know that. I always just saw rose bushes, and so I promise people we're gonna get to the movie. And when I talk about these flowers and the movie we're doing is like two totally different, <laughs> two totally different vibes going. But yeah, so I didn't know that you had to cut the roses because the the landscaper he was poor thing i saw him trying to cut the grass and he's like leaning over almost toppling over trying to avoid these these rows the uh the thorns and so i so i'm learning i don't have a green thumb so i have to go and prune them and all that georgia so so yeah i i love beautiful flowers so i and, and i'm saying that because i didn't know I, I thought it was spring girl i had no idea because i saw my flowers bloom <laughs> but it's a jungle <laughs> they don't all bloom together i have like one patch of pink here 
then a little white. Then a, so I want, so anybody who knows about flowers, are they just destined to not all bloom at once? Should I have bought the same flower? And so somebody tell us, hit us up on How Betty Davis Saved My Life on our Facebook page and give me some horticultural tips because I... I, I want them to bloom all that. Well, you know what I mean, George? I want when I walk outside of people passing from my house, I want them to see like just beautiful, like a whole line of flowers, but I don't think it's going to happen. <laughs> well, I hope that it does, Moya, for you. I don't think I it's really do. Happen. I think <laughs> I, I should have bought maybe. I I don't know when I went to the to the flower and plant store. I just was getting flowers. I saw that they look pretty on the picture. I'm like, oh, I like these. So I just assume that they all bloom at once. But no, so I'll have some, nothing but green, a patch of color here, or just stems. Nothing on, you know, waiting to bloom. So I'm really disappointed about that. But anyway, um, well, we are going to talk about this movie. So I tell you, it's, we're switching total gears here because we're talking about really girly, girly stuff, flowers and such. But we got a manly, manly film, don't we, Georgia? I do, but that's one of the things I like. You can still be a girly girl and love a great war movie. At least I do. <laughs> yes. <laughs> With a lot of studs in it. A lot of studs. <laughs> Oh yeah, it's a, yes, it is. it's a very studly movie. You can just feel the testosterone in this yeah. movie. It's just powerful, a lot of, but I love it. Yes, a lot of toxic masculinity and patriarchy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we love it. We love it. I can just, I can just see the, the, the there's any, you know, young, young people, uh, you know what. 25 and below or 30 and below those old those old broads they don't know they're being oppressed a toxic girl please <laughs> oh i know i know <laughs> give me some more of that toxic masculinity all day long <laughs> anyway what's our movie I'm, georgia I'm, i agree with you moya i couldn't agree with you more compared to it. now please give me some of that compared to what's, what's supposed to be a man now anyway georgia what is the name of our movie <laughs> Run silent, run deep. Yeah. Oh, and wait. Now this. Now let me be clear. You know we don't do them. This is a clean movie. This is this. <laughs> this is a uh, uh, Burt Lancaster Claude David. <laughs> let me be clear. We ain't going on. We ain't going that route. We ain't that desperate over here at How Better Davis Say in My Life. No. This is Clark Cable and Burt Lancaster, nineteen fifty eight. <laughs> I had to clear that up, Jordan, because I said we were going, we would, you know, we were having switching total gears here. So no, let's be clear. <clears throat> well, run silent, run deep is actually um, a submarine tactic or strategy when they say run silent, run deep, and that's what th that means. Yes, <laughs> we did say military, but yeah, I just wanted to make sure nobody, you know, any misconception. We run a clean show over here. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> and we've got both Burt Lancaster and Clark Gable who go toe to toe in this movie. Yes. So it has got such star power yes. in it, made in 1958. And for that reason, right there, this is a must watch. Like I said, wake the kids up, call the people in from the fields, leave the dishes in the sink. Watch this movie and watch it right now. Turn it on now. <laughs> <laughs> well, dang, Georgia, you. Now, what? Okay, so tell you can't just say that and just leave us right there. 
Why should we <laughs> drop everything and look at this movie? Because this is probably one of the most exciting, gripping, riveting, thrilling, well-written. Everything comes together. It's got excellent acting, the cast, authenticity. You've got a great storyline, character development. And it just pulls you in and just you, you feel like you are right there in the middle of the action. This is how well you've got Robert Wise, one of the best directors yes. that ever was. This is the same guy who did, um, he was a two time Oscar winner. He did West Side Story, mm -hmm. Sound of Music, and the very first Star Trek movie. Mm -hmm. So, this mm -hmm. guy knew how to make a movie. Yeah. Um, and, and so, it also gives you an appreciation of what it's like to be in the thick of a submarine attack. That's how realistic this movie is. And a lot of people who were actual submariners who saw this movie and served aboard submarines and were in submarine crews said, everything in there, the scale, I mean, it was done uh, with the actual dimensions of a submarine. Mm -hmm. uh, the, the Robert Wise, the director, wanted it so realistic that he brought an actual submarine crews who served aboard submarines and they did the technical advising they wanted it spot on technical perfection right. so you see the actual equipment the actual dimensions this is how small a submarine is because you see a lot of other submarine movies and people go oh, oh that, that's way bigger than what a submarine interior is no this is the real thing real submarine people who were technical advisors mm -hmm. and the battle sequences they say are this is realistic. This is really what it was like. So you are in the you are in that submarine with them. And that's one of the reasons why I say you gotta watch this movie and you develop such an appreciation of what it was like to serve during World War II, especially on a sub. Now, I will tell you, I don't like military movies. I could care less about a submarine. I, I you know, but I, of course I'm a so when I, I I first saw this like years ago. And as if anyone's been following us and listening to us, uh, they know at this um, this this podcast we're a huge Burt Lancaster fans. I'm not really a Clark Gable fan, but you know I love Burt Lancaster. Um, so I think that's probably why I watched it, or maybe it was on after something else was on, and I didn't feel like getting up, and I was shocked. I don't remember, but I was shocked how absolutely interesting and riveting it was, and. Um, and it wasn't as claustrophobic, so I know some people maybe say, "I don't know," because you know, like Georgia says, you are on a submarine with them, and um, and this is you know it's set around World War Two at the you know um and those battles, in the seas and the waters, um, and you are in that submarine with those guys, and it's tight. It is a they in a floating beer can. Um, those of you who may have seen or you don't know, it's a uh. Burt Lancaster and Clark Gable are the two main stars, but you're going to see some people. You're going to see Don Rickles in there and Jack Warner, some up-and-coming future stars um, of television and stage and film. So, and they're really young uh, in these movies. Um, not, not, you know, boys, but um, they're young, you know, because by the time I saw Don Rickles and these other people that's in there, um, they're a little older, but... This is a male soap opera, so I, so I, I, that's why I think people should watch it. It's one of the best male soap operas, don't you think, uh, uh, George? I was gonna call you drama because it's a drama, but yeah, don't you think, George? It's like a male soap opera to me. 
Yes, it is, because there's not only the action and the tension going on inside the submarine, of course, there's all the stuff, that's, the danger that's outside the submarine, too. But I think one of the interesting things about this movie I learned is that some of the people who commented and wrote reviews said that when they are in, like, training or leadership school, they will show them this film mm -hmm. because they want them to learn what it is like when you have uh, questions about leadership, and about authority and yeah. how you react in an extreme uh, when you have like your crew who's, you know, sometimes they're behind you, they're not behind you and all that. And, and so I thought to me from a military standpoint, I mean, I looked at these two men because I'm very, very critical having, you know, been in the military. I'm a veteran myself. And I looked at them and I thought, would I ha believe these two in this role? Clark Gable, absolute yes. Burt Lancaster, yes, especially I was really surprised at Burt Lancaster because I know he didn't have a military background, but he was so convincing and so authoritative. Both of them were. I was really blown away by how good they were. It just astonished me. I thought, oh, you know, they brought him in because of the box office draw. But no, they really, really played this as just as good as anybody possibly could. So I was I was very impressed with that. But also, I wanted to tell everybody who watches this movie to please bear in mind that the most dangerous of all World War II military services was the submarines. Mm -hmm. And in fact, about 22% of all submarine crew was lost. They didn't come home. Mm -hmm. Submarine duty during World War II was almost a suicide mission. And that's why only volunteers were allowed in the submarine service. Wow. Um, this is this is one of the things that makes this to me all the more it, it, these people are all the more heroic and how difficult the conditions were. I mean, it's not like, you know, it's not like being on a boat where if the boat gets, you know, shot at or it sinks, then you can just like swim off of it. No, you can't. Mm -hmm. Not from a submarine. No, that, that right. doesn't happen. Um, but uh with with uh, I don't know I think this is like one of the very best submarine warfare movies you will ever see and it holds up even after over 65 years ago that it was made don't expect the special effects to be like you'll see in a modern day submarine movie because they didn't have right. computers and CGI generated right. special effects so don't so don't go in expecting to see that because you'll be disappointed but they still show actual footage of you know, real um, naval vessels, you know, exploding and being blown up and all that. So, I I mean, you can see, I mean, this is like the real thing going on. You will see that. Right. And so the storyline, and when I say it's a, uh, a male soap opera, so just take all that good information that Georgia gave you, especially the part about them showing this, this um, movie for leadership, for the leadership skills stories. It's, it's, it's politics. Um, Clark, yeah, Clark Gable's character, um, he lost, um, a boat. He's Commander Richardson. Um, he lost a boat in a, in a battle with the Japanese <clears throat> and, um, he, obviously, well, he survived. Uh, and so he wants to get back in the game and, and I'm leaving a lot of technical military stuff out. Burt Lancaster obviously is younger He's uh he's on a come up and he's been promised his own boat, 
but then um, through politics and 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 not necessarily bad, but just how the things go about respect. You know, the military. But believe it or not, boys and girls, the U.S. military was nothing to play with. It was revered, and I would say something controversial, and I do not care. The military that you see now, these games they playing with this social justice stuff and and uh, lowering the standard. That would have well, Georgia. You're in the military. What you see going on in U.S. military now? What would that have ever flown? Not especially not in this time, but even in your time, this politics and this social justice and this virtue signaling and and lowering the standard. Would that have ever ever flown back when you were in the military? Not at all. It would have never entered anybody's mind because the mission comes first. It's not about hurting people's feelings or trying to be. Uh, like let's let's uh try to it's not about being, being politically the military yeah it's not about that it's the mission comes first it's like you get the job done and it's not about you don't take into account you know whether you know it's not somebody about feelings. it's about yeah it's not back, about getting feelings. Mission done yeah, right. and coming back alive feelings. if you can in one piece exactly if you can. exactly you want to come back alive and you want to get the job done and you had exactly, men going Gloria. against men men going against men now you could take that however you want it because there's a lot of ways to take it and if you try let me ask you this georgia because you were in the military if you tried to put today's military standards and personnel up against World War II, heck, even World War One, Korea, India, would the U.S. have stood a chance? And just this is her opinion, so don't come for her, and don't please don't come for me because you know I don't care. But we're talking facts here. So could you put this 21st century military? And nothing was perfect back in those days. Yeah, you had this ism and that ism and all this kind of stuff. But we're talking about military combat strategy getting the job done would in your opinion because you're the only one on this on this podcast who's been in the military could this today's military slit a chance against uh did what it did in, the, in previous campaigns in the past just your opinion no not even it would never have happened it would not have happened well why you know, why we're 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 we're, we're diverse it would never have happened we got diverse no... come on now we, we're better people now, Georgia. I beg your pardon. It wasn't a Petri dish. It wasn't experimenting. <laughs> no social experimenting. They would, no, that did not happen. No. <laughs> so you don't, so, you, so in your opinion, this is her opinion, you don't think we would have been as successful with this, this current state of military strategy and setup back in those former times? Would not have happened. And in fact, I'll go and I'll say one thing further. And I know this is going to be a little controversial to some people. Um, nowadays on naval vessels, you do have women. But see, there's a problem I, I heard about recently, not too long ago, about um, a naval ship that had a collision. And the person who was supposed to be on watch was upset with their lover who was on board the ship. And they were having like a tiff. And so they didn't. It, they it, to protest they didn't take their watch like they were supposed to and that cost many millions of dollars wow. <laughs> for, yes so i don't so but think about it for a second when you get very uh you get young 18 19 20 year olds men and women together on a vessel it's contained 
and it's very, very, very close quarters. Uh, well, you know, being, you know, testosterone fueled and, and like women, human nature. Human nature it's, it's just human nature. Right. Those things are going to happen. So I don't think onboard naval vessels, it's a good idea to put men and women together. Now, other things, uh, yeah, it's fine, you know, because I, I served with men out in the field and everything. Mm -hmm. And it's, yeah, you can do it. But in uh, on a naval vessel, I just don't think that is a good idea. I mean, it's just, you're right. Like you said, Moya, I agree. It's human nature. It's just not a good idea. Yeah, that's a chance so, I wouldn't want to take. And, and what you're saying is not, you're not the first military person I heard say that. And I, and I've heard some other stories and it, you're right. It was another story. This, my, one of my friends is a female in a Navy and, um, and yep, uh, people getting in tiffs and jobs not being done. Uh, we, and we also know about some other controversial things, women, um, being attacked, uh, you know, allegedly. And, you know, so I, I, anyway, you know, the game, our, uh, Georgia's real life stories, <clears throat> people that I know in the military, but our point is back to the movie that like Georgia said, so we don't want to give too much away because it's a very intense. So I, I told her the only other submarine movie I'd seen was with the late, great, also late, great Sean Connery um, and Denzel Washington, um, The Hunt for Red October. And I think Denzel was in that. Him and was this one of them Baldwin dudes, the one who uh, shot that lady? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's the one. That's a kettle of fish, ain't it? I ain't gonna touch that. But anyway, <laughs> I'm not gonna um, touch that. Either. <laughs> Alec Baldwin, Baldwin, Alec Baldwin. Yeah, um, yeah. So then that was a really, really, really good one. So that's the only other one I, 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 I ever saw. But yeah, you wouldn't want to give too much away. But the sense, in a sense of patriotism, that's another thing, Georgia, that is different, and that America first. Yes. We will win the, the 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 moral and the physical sacrifice that was at the forefront of these soldiers uh, on this ship. It was it's just, it's sad that you're like that's so far right now. Like it's so like that's almost Georgia. They they're almost trying to get us to believe when I said that you know the, the media and the, and the society with this, uh, these these social justice warriors and not, you know, the not politically correct crowd that is wrong to want to be for your country and sacrifice. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and that's one of the things about this movie that really hit home is this man, all of them, you know, were knew that they were in danger of like sacrificing their lives. The captain, his entire career, even being court-martialed, dying. I mean, all of that was so inherent in this movie. But what one of the things I admire about the movie is that it didn't have a gratuitous love story. There wasn't any yeah. uh, philosophizing yeah. about war no, and peace. No, and I love that. They didn't have, like, the morality questions about the U.S. versus Japan. No. They didn't go, and I'm no. so happy that they didn't go into all that. Right. It made me, I was very, very pleased that they stuck to the actual story because there, it was so great as it was they yes. they kept to it and they didn't go into that because i don't like it when movies go into all this like oh you know the enemy oh well, yeah it, you they couldn't make this now they couldn't make this right now without doing exactly what you just said oh i agree with you Moy. they couldn't make that right now um but i mean 
even if you don't like war films, I think you'll like this movie. Yeah. Um, and, and you know, there's something, Moya, I, I'm such a nerd when it comes to this, because I love the whole submarine ritual, the thing where they do the auga, auga, <laughs> close the hatch, close the hatch. Yeah, like dive, dive, dive. dive, dive. dive. Yeah. Then, <laughs> I love ping, that. <laughs> ping, yes. ping. I love that whole I, thing. Yeah, I, just I like that. I love it. And, mm-hmm. But, you know, this was the movie, all other submarine movies to follow, Oh, they're the cool plot devices to this movie. Um, they they do. They modeled it. If you look at all the other summary movies after this, you will see bits and pieces of this movie repeated okay. or copied or borrowed in other submarine movies. Okay. Um, and so I, I wanted to let y'all know that this to me is the gold standard. I have to admit, I haven't seen Dust Boat yet. It's on my to-do list. I want to see it very badly. Um, and maybe I'll get a chance to practice my German a little bit if I listen to it. Because that's the only way I hear German is in war movies. Yeah. <laughs> now, this is based on a novel by Edward but anyway, L. Beach. I, just, wh- I was just saying that the, the movie actually is based on a novel by Edward L. Beach. Is that, yeah. is that correct? Okay. Yes. And he was an actual, uh, I think he served on three different uh, combat uh, missions aboard three different vessels, I think, and he was uh, from World War One, and he was an expert. I mean, he was an authority. So you're getting, it, even though it doesn't follow the novel that closely, it was based on on his book. And uh, just a little bit of trivia about this. Yes, uh, Gable and Lancaster um, were much older than people who actually serve on uh, Navy uh, ships and, and vessels. Um, in fact, um, they were most people who were captains of, of a submarine were anywhere between 25 and 30 years old. And so Gable was old enough to be a senior admiral in wartime. And um, even, well, Burt Lancaster kind of kidded him a little bit because, you know, it, Gable was towards the very end of his career when he mm-hmm. made this movie. In fact, he only made three more movies after this, and he only had a couple of more years left in his life. Mm-hmm. And Lancaster was just just really be beginning his career and would go on to make some really great movies. Um, But, you know, one of the things about Gable was during the filming and and, uh, Lancaster was one of the producers of the movie. Gable said, Hey, I work from nine to five. And so they'd be in the middle of a big scene and Gable go, okay, it's five o'clock. I'm knocking off for the day. (laughs) I don't blame Lancaster crazy. (laughs) I don't blame Clark Gable. I don't either. But, you know, if you look very carefully, you're going to see, I mean, he was having um, some issues with Parkinson's. And, oh. of course, you know, he, he he was drinking heavily and he had some back problems. Oh, and so I think those are some of the things that, you know, why he, you know, really needed to quit at five o'clock. But mm-hmm. there's, if you look, there's a scene where his head is kind of shaking a little bit. If you look, you'll notice oh, that. Notice it. Okay. And, yeah, yeah. Um, but I tell you what, I think the tension between these two men really added to the movie and really amplified mm-hmm. their screen presence. Because if you look at these men and have not seen them before in a movie, you will be just absolutely blown away by the powerful screen presence these two have. It's unlike anything we have today. It is that powerful. Yeah, yeah. And And there was, for those of you... You know, I laugh, Georgia, because people think they just invented 
diversity and and uh having a, a, a people represented in whatever whatever but this movie also was a reflection of the military at that time because I believe that uh well no it wasn't desegregated uh back then who's I think it was Truman who desegregated the military I believe someone correct me on our Facebook page if that's not correct talking about Harry S. Truman, uh, president back in the day. But anyway, um, but there was a black guy. There was a black guy. There was a Hispanic guy. There was all kind of, you know, different men represented on the, uh, in that cast, uh, in this movie. So, and, and everyone was equal. No one told, uh, you, you were treated with your military rank. But no one was talked down to, and, it, and it's men, so they're gonna kid each other and you know, you know, harass each other. I mean, you know, that's, women do it to each other. News flash: human beings <laughs> screw with other human beings. It don't matter, okay? Men do it one way, women do it another. All right. So, but that's yep. another thing that was surprising, and this was like '58. So, so the civil rights movement was in his nascent stage and it was nowhere, you know, to the, its heights in the sixties. It was just getting started. But that, I mean, so that was good. And and you know what, George, the plot guys, and we're, we're almost out of time. The, the plot kept going. You are on the edge of your seat and you don't want to miss a minute. There is no wasted dialogue. And if no one's, if no one's talking, there's some kind of military action or something going on going on there is a one woman that's this is another uh funny thing there is only one woman in this movie that's clark gable's wife i, I don't that thing, i don't think i didn't i don't remember seeing the other women uh if they were in a black there weren't movie. yeah there and, weren't and that actress who played his wife she was only on there for if you blinked you missed her but and and I, and, and that was realistic she was younger than him y'all know how, how they roll <laughs> and but she wasn't so young that you know Mary LaRoche that's her name she wasn't so young where it was ridiculous but that few moments she was on there she did what she was supposed to do she represented her husband you could tell they were equals he he yeah. he re respected her it, but it was a it's a guy's film you know what I mean she was oh I don't think this and that blah blah blah, blah. I love this movie I it celebrated this was one of the few men, movies where Men were celebrated. They weren't stupid or ignorant or knuckleheads. I loved it. George, I'm going to give you the last word. Oh, Moya, you did that so well. There's not very much that I can add, but I have to say I was sitting on the edge of my seat. There were times where there was that eerie stillness and there was the pitch blackness of the ocean shots when yes. you know the crew was waiting for the depth charges to explode all that to me it was just riveting yes they even I, respected I, the japanese i didn't mean to cut you off but the japanese they, they didn't show did. them in buffoonery or characters they showed them as formidable masters of the military campaign and they spoke japanese yeah. i was like thank, thank yes. you they need to speak japanese <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. I'm so glad you brought that out because they made them look like very equal adversaries yes. and did not make, yes, they it didn't make them look ridiculous. They did not do that. And I really respected that in this movie too. Yeah, I'm so glad you brought that out. Georgia, you were saying something. I, I cut you off. I just, I just didn't want to miss that because oh, no. this movie was very uh, no, respectful. I, I,
I, I said my piece. I, I said what I wanted to say, but I have to tell you, this is a great movie. Grab your popcorn. Yes. Uh, grab a nice cold beverage and get ready to sit down and then grab the, you'll be on the edge of your seat. I promise you. And I think lastly too, if you are planning to go in the military, male or female, look at this movie, especially if you're a young, a young man and if you have a dad or, or some male figure in your life that you respect, y'all two sit down and look at this movie, whether you're in the military or not, but preferably if you're going or have already been to the military, look at this movie. And it's a good discussion about, like you said when we first started, about respect and leadership and, and uh, loyalty. That is so lacking nowadays, especially in this digital age with media. People will tell you one thing, they go put all y'all gosh darn business on the internet and backstab you with something you tell them in confidence or a confidential email they'll then they'll go put that stuff on blast on it so this was when you had to put up or shut up do or die be a man be a real man and i absolutely love it that's the life lesson here on how betty davis saved my life life lessons from classic hollywood georgia is there anything else you want to say before we get on out of here <laughs> I, I don't want anybody to have like a um, make an issue out of the little poster. <laughs> I thought about that, but who cares? Those men were putting their life on the line. So what? She could girl, exactly what, whatever. Look, you about to get yourself in a tin can blowed up for my for my freedom and safety. They lucky I ain't come on board with my. <laughs> I just said, look. Y'all give me a little room in the corner. If you ever need any inspiration, you got to have a real thing here. That's going to keep keep them. <laughs> Y'all can have an actual woman on. If she if she okay with it, I'll be that woman. If she, if she don't want to go, I'll go. <laughs> if that's going to keep me safe, was... I don't care. Get, get old, grow up. Grow up. That's what I say. That's what I say. I saw a reviewer who took an issue and I wanted to just say exactly what you said, Moya. Grow up. Grow up. Or, These are or, men at war. Right. <laughs> or, or, or if you're not, uh, you know, comfortable with all this, shouldn't have had a, uh, you know, oh, oh look, oh, the opposite. Well, thank God they didn't have a real woman on there. They grabbed her ass and that's all she was good for <laughs> and cooking all the damn meals. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Hey, gee whiz, gee. I, when I saw that, um, and, and y'all will see it in the movie. It's it's so if you, again, if you blink, you missed it because it really was nothing. But if you're that sensitive, then please just watch. Don't watch any movies before 2015. Just go 2015 into now when it went full woke and everybody feelings and isms and obes are all considered, uh, and you'll be okay. But those of us who uh, who are sane, like I said, you'll be. <laughs> I'm telling you, if you missed it, and and I know we're going a little long, but I'm glad you brought that up because when I saw that, I said I knew, I knew, and somebody was gonna say something about that, and then you told me somebody had one person now, one person, one person. will get that movie canceled because of that. And again, this is what and 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 that and it's beautiful because that's when women were still inspirational to men and right. those women those that those images of those beautiful and it was such beautiful artwork the pin we're talking about pinup girls all right pinup girls 
And so they were, you know, those of you who know about World War II and all that, they would paint them on there. They would have the pinup girls everywhere. They would paint them on their uh, airplanes. And, you know, Betty Grable was really big and all that. But it was inspirational because they gave them hope. It gave them something to go back home to. All right. So it wasn't, you know, oh, you're objectifying women. Anyway, girl, why you brought that up? Because now I'm on a tangent. Guys, we're getting out of here. <laughs> I knew you. I just knew somebody was going to have something to say about that. Anyway, thank you for thank you for coming. I hope you uh, tipped the waiter on your way out. And, uh, you know, I hope you had, you know, get, we validate your parking. I hope you enjoy yourself. <laughs> I hope you met the three drink minimum. <laughs> we'll see you next time. Georgia is cracking up. Her face is red. She is dying. Her face is red laughing at my foolishness, my my poor rats. Anyway, girl, you got my blood pressure. Man, my blood pressure. <laughs> Guys, we are going. I'm Moya and Georgia. With, Georgia, can you say who you are? <laughs> Georgia. <laughs> we will see you next time, hopefully, if we don't get canceled. On how Betty Davis saved my life. <laughs> life lessons from classic Hollywood guys. Um, and then and Georgia, we're starting a new thing. What's our next movie? Because Georgia set this all up. What's our next movie, Georgia? I'm sorry. <laughs> the Paradigm Case. Yes, our first it's an Alfred. Alfred Hitchcock movie. Yes. yes, our first Alfred Hitchcock. You guys take care. Hit us up on Facebook, how better day ever save uh, my life? Like and talk. We we love your comments, good, bad, or ugly. We're on uh, YouTube. We have some videos there. We also are on all the listening platforms except Amazon Music. Soon to be coming. We love you. Thank you. Shout out to Germany. I know a lot going on right now, but after the good old United States, that's our second business, second uh, biggest listening audience. So I hope you guys stay safe. I know it's kind of precarious over there right now, but we want you alive and well for yourselves and to keep listening to How Betty Davis Saved My Life, Life Lessons from Classic Hollywood. You guys take care. Take us out, Shaka. Back.